Welcome to the Intrinsic First Leadership Podcast. I'm Aaron Robbins with Intrinsic First. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Be sure to stick around to the end for some debatably funny jokes that will hopefully leave you with a smile. And don't forget to like and subscribe to stay up to date on our latest episodes. We're here to support you, and we'd love to hear from you. So drop us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. Ready to dive into the world of leadership? Let's get started. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We're going to pick up where we left off on power and finish the second half of our discussion on on the ideas and concepts of power. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Oh, should we do introductions? Who are you? <laughs> and sometimes I have big, grave doubts. I'm anything. No, no, sorry. <laughs> But uh, my name's Drea, Drea Zagarmi. Hey, I'm Jimmy Carroll. And I'm Aaron Robbins. So let's, uh, let's jump back into our discussion on power. I'm often, struck, I'm often struck by the idea that you never tell your truth to power. And you might not have heard that before. Yeah, we talked about it in a prior in a prayer per- persona. In a, yeah, but let's stay with it for a minute. Um, what would be the disadvantage if people began to say, I'm not going to tell you what I know, either I'm not going to tell you what I know about you or the, the issue we're, that you're dealing with, or I'm just, uh, because if, you do, if I do, you're not going to like me anymore. And you could be, um, you could hurt me uh, by freezing me out of the information that you have. Or the, I've been in situations where to tell the truth to power causes them to say, <laughs> when I said that to this person, I said, you know, something like, did you know that such and such and such was true? And it's my opinion that, that's, uh, uh, that, that a lot of people see that. And this person said, I don't, I don't think you should say that. I don't want you to say that in public. And uh, I don't appreciate it when you do that. Simon Sinek does a really good bit where he's talking about um, truth to power. And it, I guess his point in the whole skit or his bit is that it's about timing, right? It's not about you, know, you should always speak your truth, but maybe just wait for the appropriate time to do so. Well, let's take one. Just fun. And we've mentioned it before. But does this material make me look fat? Who's asking the question? Is that my wife or a significant else? person that's around you? <laughs> yeah, so you don't. Oh, well, <laughs> not you saying who's asking. I don't ask, I don't, what I kind don't of answer, what kind of power that does that person have? I do not answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> don't win. <laughs> because somebody's going to shoot the messenger. You mm-hmm. know, somebody's going It's that funny joke about the a frog that goes around the pond. He's asking each and and and. Um, animal a different a question and so he goes up to uh, uh he goes up to a uh, a cow and says hello mr cow what do you eat for breakfast and the cow looks at him and says well i just chew the grass on the ground and and and, uh, uh, and, and it nourishes me and so he goes up to a beaver 
And he says, hello, Mr. Beaver, what, what do you eat for breakfast? And the beaver says, well, I, I, chop, I, I, I chop down trees and eat the uh, leaves and the, and the flowers that grow on the trees because that's nurturing. And he, then he looks at a snake and he says, hello, Mr. Snake, what do you eat for breakfast? And the uh, uh, snake says, frogs. And the frog looks at him and says, don't see many of those anymore. <laughs> so it's people, all of a sudden, people know this naturally. It's dangerous to say certain things to certain people and that it'll always come back and haunt you. And uh, so the, 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 the issue of having wide-mouthed frogs asking stupid questions and, and, and doesn't know what they're doing in relation to it, you know, the frog just... Mm-hmm. So so let's go back to that uh, this truth to power. Are you advocating that you don't always do that, or there's times where you don't? Well, you're, the timing of it is, a, is an issue. Of course, you wouldn't blurt it out. Oh yeah, that it's not the material that makes you look fat. It's you, your fat. Your fat. That makes <laughs> make you look fat. How? If you say that on the verge of something that's really important to you, <laughs> like eating on the meal, <laughs> no, no, it, it's just the the idea that timing is irrelevant. The question is, what do you do with your, the truth that you know is true? So yeah. you can be tactful about it, I guess. Well, that's but, what I was yeah. say. You don't have to be like mean about. Still, you can can you. Well, maybe this is a question. Can you still tell your truth to power but not be mean about it or to... Be well, I might or... immediately say, well, don't ask me that question. <laughs> Feel that? Yeah. That's that's not an important question. But, it isn't important to me. But that also gets into the level of sensitivity of different people and how are they going to take it and knowing how sensitive people are. But then there's that other aspect of, well, are people too sensitive and, and you know, and like... Grow some thicker skin, well, maybe? I, I was giving you an example where um, someone, in my case, I was telling this person the truth yeah. about something in the system that I was, uh, my, what was, was simply my personal preference or my personal observation. This person was asking, uh, mentioned that uh, it would be very helpful if they could train someone. Um, and I said, well, you know, right now, uh, nobody in the organization has the training necessary to be able to get this person uh, the, the kind of help that they need. And the person I was saying that to felt that they did and I and didn't like to hear me say that. I had said, and the system really doesn't support this person learning that information. And that would, because they were running the system that I made the statement about, they didn't like that, and they didn't like it. It was said in public. But if you don't want it, you, you I suppose you could say that the, the, the one about fat, of course, was a, a, a personal one having to do with um, uh, someone you love. But I'm talking about you have to be really careful because there are sacred cows in the system, and oftentimes people don't know about those sacred cows. Make comments about those sacred. Cows. Yeah. So, like in that case where you're talking about to someone, you're you're giving them feedback on the system that they run, and and that seems like it would be more positive and po- constructive. It would reason. need to go that way, but maybe that would something you table later. You, you take it away from the public, but that's where the leader needs to really think about what's wrong with this and to give them good, non-judgmental feedback. Okay, and that's where I'm kind of going with that. And that's what a lot of leaders 
they stop at that point and they don't take the time to really think about what's how to make this constructive. How do we get better from this position? There's something obviously wrong with the system in that case. Um, and maybe you're not prepared at that moment to give them the feedback, but it's really good to set that aside and, and think about it so you can give them the feedback even at a later time. Um, I'm just th- I'm going to riff all that because that that example you gave where they're feeling a little, you know, they're taken back because you're criticizing the, the system they're in charge of. Mm-hmm. But and, and that's the initial response. But there's a reason why you have that that initial response. That perspective. Right? Yes. Yes. Now now take it a step further as a leader is to actually step back and say, okay, why do I have that perspective? And then, and then give that individual the feedback required or necessary to, to move forward and do better next time. I don't know. Well, let, let me yeah. give you one more place. Yeah. Let me yeah, give yeah. You a place. I went to a workshop, I watched a company that was doing strategic planning and they brought the whole company to this experience and it had gone on for two days. And it was led by a, um, a respected uh, uh, consultant. And at the end of it, they had generated, well, had the walls covered with flip, flip chart paper where people had come up with constructive ideas and, and, uh, and ideas about creative structures they could do. And so it was this, and everybody was really high. And the consultant From said... The pants? Huh? Sorry. But from high from the pens. Oh, no. Higher <laughs> <laughs> sorry, from the puns. Okay, the pens. Okay. Sorry. I think he meant energize. Yes, it energized. Okay. And uh, I'll get you for that later. <laughs> we, we don't advocate uses of drugs in this podcast. <laughs> Hi, folks, and glad of it. You know, it's just, anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, so, anyway. <laughs> So the the consultant finally comes and says, listen, we've got to flip a chart over here. And we'd like you to do it. Notice it says it's divided into two sections. And we've put out these um, little circles, uh, you know, of uh, stickums and stuff. We want you to put your uh, uh, stickum up on the part on the says, because the question is, are you faithful that the organization and the leaders in this organization are going to implement these ideas. And so on the right, you put a yes, and to the left, you put a no. And they, they, and so people walked around and yeah. thought about it, and people put That's their dots in. Great and exercise. So they, and so uh, it, then the, he, the consultant goes, okay, folks, let's see what we've got. And they've got these flip top. There wasn't one on the left. There was just one little dot that was on the left side of this um, uh, of the of flip chart, and everybody has an ah. But the, the 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 president stood up and said, "Excuse me, who put that <laughs> dot on that side?" That the and everybody's side? going yeah, the, the no side. <laughs> and it was the president's flip chart, probably right. Well, just it was just like, <laughs> do you think anybody was going to have the courage to raise their hand and say, "Yeah, it was me." What a missed opportunity. Um, what, <laughs> well, so that comes back. Only to find out who's the rat that's, that's, that's going to have to go overboard. <laughs> so, so to bring it all the way back to the power piece, to kind of summarize in terms of the application, then basically what we're saying is that that example is, you know, the leader that has this power, it's a matter of Using whether they it, use it and how they use it. it. And I believe it's very important that there has to be a reinforcement for talking about the 
uh, telling your truth. Mm-hmm. Right. So the people, and that gets yes. into psychological safety. Yes. And, and the place could trust. have been. Uh, uh, could you picture somebody saying, in their minds, should I? Uh, uh, but how unfortunate. I mean, if I'm that leader and there's that one person, I want to hear them say, but not all leaders feel that way. <laughs> I would have liked to have heard the leader say, you know, I want to congratulate yeah. the person who put that up there. And I don't care who it is. Um, what I'd really like to know is what were the reasons behind it. And we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> and the person doesn't have to identify themselves. I'd really like to hear, or if they took a moment to write down, what some of the things are that are indicators of why you don't think um, the leadership is going to use these ideas. And so it's it's that kind of stuff, the visible use, because if you look at the history of um, what we might call whistleblowers, the whistleblowers uh, almost invariably lose. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, my, my research seems to indicate that over 90% of them, and that's why the laws have wow. suddenly become sprouted up that talk about what you can do and whether you can bring that to, to, to bear. You know. Now, last thing, we have to get managers sensitive to what the consequences of different forms, of the use of first, certain forms of power ha- can be on the in certain circumstances. On yeah, the especially power. the powerless, exactly. yeah, 100%. I like that. Yeah, I've, got, I've written three or four pieces on it, uh, research pieces in which clearly I, I want leaders to understand the affective responses that come uh, from direct reports when they use the wrong forms of power. Yeah, we'll have to get those and put those in the comments down below in the mm-hmm. descriptions. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. So, so what's yeah. the, before we do our joke, okay. to wrap up, which I think <laughs> you had, right, Jimmy? Uh, what is the moral of the story here for power that kind of takes us into the next which I think we're going to start moving in now to the contexts, right? So we talked about motivation I, um, for two sessions, um, talking about how that interrelates to leadership and what the role that that plays. You know, obviously, I think there's some obvious roles that power plays, but what's kind of the we we've sort of I think skirted around the whole. You got formal power, you have informal power. There's different types of power. Um, the formal is coercive and reward and legitimate power and, and informal. And re- coercive and reward. Right. Coercive, yeah. reward, and legitimate. Yeah. And then your informal power is your expertise power, your personal, personal power, power, you know, the celebrity stuff, yeah. the influence stuff. Yeah. Um, what's what's kind of the, is one better than the other in terms of results or, or use? We talked about influence how do we kind of sum it up to lead us into the next? Well, I <laughs> let, let's just say that if we're going to talk about power and we're going to use it correctly, we're going to use it correctly, meaning that the welfare of the whole is is, is recognized, the welfare of people are uh, is uh, the, is primary. That those um, uh, that those those decisions are not taken lightly and not built on I don't want to have to set a precedent that da, 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 that there. Ha- but the last one, obviously, the system itself has to cherish their whistleblowers, for example. That's a, one of the first, for me, one of the first things I want to tell leaders is how do I cherish my whistleblowers, my public whistleblowers especially. Another, one, another thing is how do I, um, uh, how do I say uh, that I, I, want, I want justice for people in the system? 
uh, well, you have to protect the people who are not there, who happen to speak their truth. Or we have to protect the people for, pe- for publicly speaking their truth. And that means uh, true appreciation for the, what's uh, done. So uh, uh, we need to do that. If people stuck with the podcasts that we're doing, they have to come to grips with what the implications are for the system's justice. You mentioned restorative justice, and there are forms of justice that we don't think about well enough. Do we want retributive justice, which is typically the question of using um, course of power? Or um, put them in jail, or do we put them in a rehab center, or kick them out of the yeah, organization, okay, yeah. or, or send them up to to yeah. to, uh, to the gulag, or yeah. something. You know, doing all kinds and, of. Things. As WD forty says, share them with the competition. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that comment yeah. that Gary Ridge said. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So I don't have. I don't. I want. I'm ready for your jokes if that's what you're thinking. Or did you have some summary comments that you both wanted? No, no. I I think it, I mean what I'm gathering. And again, this this is one area where I haven't done as much, you know, research and uh, exploring myself. Um, but I think my kind of takeaway here is, um, it's not bad to use power. There's certain powers that are can lead to more destructive or. Um, negative consequences from the perspective of an organizational culture or individuals within an organization. Um, but And it's more using power in the right ways and ideally focusing. I've always thought more informal power is, is better to use than formal power because formal power especially can become especially coercive. But even reward is very controlling, even legitimate. And what I've learned from legitimate power being in various leadership positions is you don't even have to use it sometimes. Just it being there creates an influence because sometimes people I'll, I'll hear like, well, they don't want to come talk to you because they're, you know, they're You're scared afraid. of your, yeah. whatever, like, what did I ever do to, yeah. to make someone feel that way? Like, I'd, and, uh, and then that just makes you want, or for me anyways, it makes me want to just work extra hard to try to get to know everyone and build trust and, or, you know, relationships. Or, or how and, about this? It, it, because you have that position power. It puts you in a position to be able to verbalize the reasons, the true reasons, and uh, and right. rational, um, important information that people would say, "Oh, I never thought about right. that." So it's using that power to properly communicate and create the That's culture right. of transparency, as opposed That's to leverage right. it to help yourself or satisfy, you know, a certain small group. Or mm-hmm. you got it. Yeah, you got it. So the last thing. It would seem to me that um, this is your fourth last thing. No, but, but no, I, 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 I. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. But, uh, the, what you can I, have four last things. I, I, yeah, but I didn't want to. I wanted to stop. <laughs> Let's make this your last thing. <gasps> okay. <Yeah>. Uh, uh, <laughs> that um, there is a difference between restorative justice and retribution. Justice. Mm-hmm. Retribution. What do you think it is? One is to restore. Like to yeah. help how them. do you do it? How you do it? Yes, yeah. one's got a positive, one's got kind of yeah. a negative. Yeah. You know, one, yeah. I just I need, you know, revenge. The other is I want to oh, right. move forward and be productive and constructive. And, and, and we happen to be in a, in a world of, of not understanding the distinction between restorative, and retributive justice. Yeah. A lot of retributive. A lot of go, a lot of languages going on right now, and it's, uh, and so. 
uh, when I think of some of the models, and I want, I think, what's the, what's the, what, are, what do you think is we've been doing the, the rest, the re- retributive justice for years. You know, you get the electric chair, you get to this, mm-hmm. you get to that. You, you go into 150 years of punishment uh, of, of of prison, um, the kinds of things that like that. And you think about the when I think about the Desmond Tutu and some of the other international people like um, uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah, Nelson Mandela is another one. Mm-hmm. Gandhi is another. You know, nonviolence uh, uh, positions. It's it's very hard to make that clear to some people, and to the advantages of that. However, uh, having sat been in South Africa when uh, when the apartheid was being struck down by a, a multi-cultured uh, uh, council that, that set up to do it. Um, those kinds of things um, leave me with the idea that if we continue in the res- in the retributive pres- position, we perpetuate the same violence or the same uh, behavior occurring over time. There's no learning going on. And the restorative justice is where you come to rest and understand the individual and comes to understand or the group comes to understand. Easy for it to, for it to be, be done, but I wonder what would have happened if, if we might have done something different in the Palestinian situation years ago that would have been more restorative and less retributive. But it's harder, right? Being Very you know, hard. restorative is just it's much more difficult. And that and that's that goes back to the whole leadership thing. Like what are you are you what are you gonna do? Are you gonna take the time to do the harder thing and actually think about what the decisions you make and be able to articulate them? Or are you just gonna say no? Right. And so I mean the question is is Well just, you're just gonna implement the punishments that yeah. have already been existing right, right. in existence. So that that's leadership's hard and it just takes more time and to do what's right, typically. Um, Are you telling me that leadership shouldn't be? <laughs> Isn't this hard? It's, it's, it's nine hard. times out of ten, I think we all know what to do or what the right answer is. I don't but think we do. I don't, you don't there's think so? a lot of people in organizations that don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. I, mean, I see a little bit of that yeah. right now. But, so, pterodactyl. Oh, no, a joke. Oh, here we go. How come you can't hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? <laughs> Wait, is the joke over? No. Oh. He started laughing like there was a, I thought I missed a punchline. I, I was just afraid to say, well, what do you say? <laughs> oh, are we supposed I'm to picture, ask yes. why? Yes. Wait, what did you say again? Pterodactyl, why can't you hear it go to the bathroom? Oh, I don't want to know. The pee silent. My little... <laughs> what did you give him, a cricket? That was good. Oh, that. I, no, not right. too many. The punchline was better when I just, if I didn't say the punchline, I would have got a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Well, that was like the seven, making it even. Well, I, you dropped the S. Right. It's very similar. That's right. That's right. Well, I could give you one, it would be a long, but I don't. It, um, they discovered these new dinosaur bones in Colorado, and they, 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 they'd never seen it before. And so they, they, all kinds of studies, and they realized that it was a, it was a fossil from a very, very rare, rare form of uh, reptile. And they didn't know what to do with it. And they didn't know what to call it. And But they found out it was nearsighted. 
And so they decided to call it... <laughs> you gotta deliver it first. <laughs> How did they call it? I didn't think he saw us. Doc points are laughing for that way. Oh, help me. <laughs> you can discreetly drop down. No. I, I can't be the only one with bad jokes. I can't be the only one with bad jokes. We're just going to keep it going. Thank you, Soros. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> you got I, one. I don't even know what I'm speechless <laughs> at this point. You got another one? No. I, oh, you, you really got to end it right there. Congrats. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. We genuinely hope that you found value in our conversation. If you liked it, please click that like button below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date on our current episodes. And if you didn't like it, you can click the dislike button, but make sure you click it twice. We're eager to hear from you, whether it's your thoughts, questions, topic ideas, or if you're interested in our leadership training and consulting support. Leave us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. We're open to any and all feedback. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to having you back for more insightful leadership discussion. Until next time.